You're listening to This Is NX, the podcast about marketing for B2B marketers brought to you by B2B marketers. Join Kyle Shea and Stacey Bradshaw as they talk about trends, insights, and best practices to arm you in the disruptive battle to stay relevant in today's B2B market. And now, this is Annex. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This is Annex, the podcast about marketing for B2B marketers brought to you by Annex Business Media. I'm Kyle Shea, Vice President of Digital Media at Annex. I'm Stacey Bradshaw, Director of Digital Media. And today we're going to be talking about some pretty exciting stuff, Stacey. Yes, we've been wanting to talk about content marketing on this podcast for a long time. And now we're finally here with an expert in the field who has executed on tons of effective branded content strategies through our B2B media brands here at Annex. So I'm very excited to welcome Stephanie Crowley, project manager of Amplify, Annex Business Media's new content studio. Thank you for joining us, Steph. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to have Stephanie on the podcast. Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Amplify? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, but uh, I'm, like Stacy said, the project manager of Amplify, which is Annex Business Media's full-service content studio. We launched it last fall, fall 2022, as a way to kind of help our advertising and marketing partners reach their audience through the content that we create. I come from a journalism and editorial background and started working um, at Annex uh, well over a decade ago now in various editorial roles. Um, But I've really been involved in sponsored content across various brands for the last five years or so. Um, And so I'm really excited to be part of the launch of of Amplify, our new studio. I love that you're coming at it from an editorial lens, because I think that's probably the biggest challenge. I I don't know if you would agree for Mm -hmm. marketers in terms of like, how do they deliver value to their audience? How do they sort of strike that balance between editorial content that delivers value and actually like addresses pain points for their their audience, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the promotional stuff that we're used to coming at it from that lens of like, here's my products and services, and here's why they're great, as opposed to what does my audience actually need from me from a content standpoint? Exactly. And you know, when it comes to content marketing, being subtle like that is key. The message in content marketing should be seamless. Um, So when we talk about different types of content and and product positioning and delivering that value, like you say, and the balance, Stacey, is really comes from, you know, uh, a problem solution approach. And that's what I really like to recommend for clients, especially getting into that first stage of content marketing who maybe haven't done it before. Um, it works really well to speak to a really current issue or a challenge, those pain points that your audience is facing, that the industry you serve is facing. And by, you know, talking about that greater problem and then discussing various solutions or, you know, helpful, um, helpful tactics that might be of use to your readers, your audience is that's where the balance comes into play. Um, because we're not only presenting helpful information about your product, we're speaking to the greater conversation and the greater issue at hand. And that really comes back to the idea of inserting yourself into uh, an industry discussion. It's more integrative, right? You're, you're there being a part of the conversation, not just interrupting it. With custom content marketing and traditional advertising, it all goes hand in hand. 
Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we touch all the bases we need to when we're marketing to our target audiences. Mm-hmm. And content marketing is just another avenue to get there and sometimes a better one depending on the situation. Yeah, exactly. And when we think about a customer's buying funnel, there's lots of you know steps or terminology used to describe a buying funnel. But if we break it into those four basic stages of you know awareness, building awareness, consideration, the decision-making phase, and the loyalty phase... Content marketing can really help you reach buyers in all of those stages. So where traditional advertising really comes in handy to first capture their attention, it's, you know, it's it's a natural fit for content marketing to come in at that point and say, you know, deliver these messages, deliver some resources some information and information and things that will inform and educate your audience um, as well. I think that's what makes it so powerful too, that you can use content marketing really at all levels of the sales cycle. It's funny. I was thinking about it this morning as I was preparing for this podcast. The last few times that I've had to talk about sponsor content, I've always referenced these two examples. And I'm thinking, Steph, you're going to help me come up with some better, more up-to-date examples. But, but these two, I think, sort of, for me, highlight why content marketing is so powerful. The first one you're probably very familiar with, which is John Deere, the OG of content marketing. This is like early 1900s or whatever it was. They came mm-hmm. up with this magazine called The Furrow, and it wasn't about their tractors. It it was about issues that farmers were having. And it, it sort of said that that magazine was what really helped position them as they became the green tractor became synonymous with farming. And they kind of engaged their audience that way by developing relationships through this mm-hmm. magazine and addressing pain points and building a community, I guess, around it. So that example, as old as it is, really shows how powerful it can be. And then the other example, which is like, also like a pioneer situation, legacy situation in like early 2000s, like early Google. So before blogs were even a thing, there was this spa company. I can't remember what it was, but a hot tub company who basically came up with an FAQ page on their website. And they like something like tripled their sales in a year because of the traffic that they drove to their website from an FAQ page, which was really Mm. just answering generic questions about how to maintain your hot tub. Like so simple, right? But so two very different examples of how content either drove brand loyalty or found prospective customers for people. And so I guess my question, which I swear I am getting to a question here. I love Stacey's going to the old, uh, going old school, digging deep into the grab bag to find (laughs) these examples. Well, because content marketing isn't new. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's just that in the digital landscape, it's new. And the biggest challenge I think now is that there's so much content in every vertical. So my question is, how do marketing experts develop content that stands out above the crowd? Like we sort of talked about earlier, like that, how do they determine what their customers need to come up with valuable content that, that sort of cuts through the noise? And I love those examples, Stacey. Um, the, the hot tub one specifically made me think of an example on, um, it was actually from Colgate, the toothpaste company, where the amount of traffic that they have coming to their website because of search terms like, how do I prevent gum disease? Um, What are the different stages of gingivitis? Things like that. They've actually created like this resource page related to dental resources and and research and and common ailments that their clients are looking for answers on, right? And and it's the research and it's exactly what you're saying is 
they're speaking to the issues that their customers have. They're not saying, oh, our toothpaste is mintier than the other person's and we'll leave you, you know, leave you feeling more fresh or something like that. They're really getting down deep into the nitty gritty of what matters to their clients. Um, another, um, a couple of examples that I want to just touch on quickly before I answer your question about delivering value is because this all is kind of tied in together. Um, a really prominent content marketing example over the last few years that have come, that has come up, um, is Coke's share a bottle campaign. Um, so Coca-Cola took, um, you know, the top 200 most common names in Australia and plastered them all over the sides of their Coke bottles. And it was all of a sudden so engaging for people, you know, you're out shopping and at you're at the store and you see a drink with your name on it. Now I feel very strongly about this one because my name is a unique spelling. So it's always difficult for me to see something with my name on it, but they even went as far as to, you know, accommodate different spellings and, and names with different ethnicities and things like that. Um, and it grew so much, which was incredible, but the real nugget out of that example is the personalization of it. And I think that's where, um, when you asked about, you know, delivering value, um, and creating that content that really delivers excellent value to their readers, um, personalization is a huge part of it. And there's a lot of ways to get down to that. And how do you personalize this? And so it's very much all about knowing who your audience is. And to determine that, you know, we talk about in B2B media, partnering with that media brands who know the audience really well. B2B media brands are already seen as kind of thought leaders and influencers in their industry, right? Where, where the, the sources of information that are readers come to because they're looking for answers to their common problems. So talk to me a little bit about that thought leadership. So content marketing is a great avenue to become a thought leader because it really leverages the trust and the credibility that your media brand that you're partnering with already carries. And then on the audience side, media brands curate audiences that are really super niche. So when a marketer wants to reach a very specific demographic, like a canola grower in, uh, in Saskatoon or an HVAC contractor in Ontario, they know that they can rely on a media brand to provide that experience to their highly engaged audience. Yeah. And on the thought leadership aspect, it, it makes me think about the, the, the landscape now with the apparently deprecation of the third party cookie, which apparently has been postponed again, but just the uncertainties around, I guess, some of the tactics that marketers have become almost reliant on, you know, the Google ads and the Facebook ads and retargeting and all these things that are sort of in flux and, and potentially changing. To me, that just says that these thought leadership pieces, this quality content is becoming even more important. And I'm wondering if people have apprehensions around how to develop this content. Can you speak to, it's not just, so say you come up with one piece of written content or a video, how can they sort of optimize that to also make up their lead gen platforms and also make up for the reach and the distribution that they're looking for? Like, can we split up this content and really make it work hard for these companies? You know, I'm thinking even how powerful a really good piece of content can be in the hands of the right salesperson. Them knowing, like you were talking about targeting earlier, like them knowing that this company 
is trying to address this specific pain point. And then here comes, you know, your sales professional with a piece of content that speaks to their problems. Like I'm just thinking about how powerful it can be in the right hands. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a bit about working with the media brand on distribution and what that kind of looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, Stacey, it's the, the keyword there is, um, is the trust, right. And, and the quality of the content. So repurposing your content is a natural strategy. It's something that in, in journalism happens all, all the time in B2B content and B2B journalism, because we rely so much on these evergreen resources. And so if you're the thought leader creating that evergreen resource, it will always be there as a resource for your clients to come and refer back to. Um, it is, you know, as easy as turning one article into a series of social media posts or having a webinar recorded and having it transcribed or, and created into a very easily digestible blog post. It's, you know, repurposing those little audio snippets of an interview into a digital article so that you're meeting your customers and your clients and your current and future clients where they are in both their journey and in their, their media consumption, um, habits. So don't be surprised when you look at the metrics afterwards. And as you say, when you go to share those, those stats with your, with your team, you could look at the metrics and say, Oh, this piece of content was consumed really, really well by this particular demographic, um, in, on, on this platform, right? So maybe, maybe contractors in, in Alberta really engage with this webinar. And so look at the content of that webinar and pull out those nuggets and then use that to further advance your, your pipeline, your sales funnel. That's another reason I think working with a media brand can be pretty impactful from a metric standpoint, because you think about the amount of data coming into a marketing team's desk. So all their paid media, all their earned media, all these different platforms that they have to advertise in, having somebody on the media side that understands the audience and has access, of course, to to that first party data can, you know, not only help you analyze the metrics, but sort of consolidate it and get that big picture. Whereas that task right now is, is falling on the marketers. And I think there's so much data that it's hard to come out with actionable insights. Mm -hmm. And the fact that your team at Amplify can sort of help build that into the package, it shows that you're, you know, it's not just about developing the content. It's about, like you said, getting it in front of the right audience and and finding out where it's resonating and why, and then duplicating that and doing more of that. So I think your media partner, in addition to, you know, helping you distribute it to the right audience can probably, I would think, help you find that tone, find the right channel. So maybe talk about that stuff a little bit in terms of how you can support brands with uh, not only metrics, but insights into the audience and, and how, what sort of makes them tick. I would love to, because that's the really, um, cool part about partnering with a B2B media brand when it comes to creating content marketing. So if, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll have seen me say this already, but if content is king, then data is clean because understanding the targeted audience's needs and their interests goes a long way in identifying which topics and formats of media will resonate with them. So that helps to boost the likelihood of engagement because you've really provided that personalized experience when it comes to first-party audience data, our, our brand teams know from 
reviewing this that some industries respond really well to certain topics, um, things like post-pandemic return to work or hybrid work environment or other things like um, labor shortages in certain industries. Um, We also really understand which types of content resonate with those audiences. We know that some industries respond really well to things like webinars and podcasts. Um, And for others, a research-focused article resonates better with them, something that they can read and share and pass along. So leveraging kind of the, the brand's knowledge on the audience really helps to extend the reach. Yeah, especially if companies are really like strong in one channel, like some groups are maybe they've got a podcast with, you know, maybe they've got some in-house talent that wants to do a podcast and that's great. But that in itself, as we know, is, is work is, is takes up bandwidth. And then what if they want to expand into video and expand into more blog type content? It's like how that's a lot for a single marketing team, right? Exactly. And content marketing is a journey. So it's important to measure your performance throughout different phases of your campaign. Uh, And that includes, you know, maybe trying tactics that you don't think typically or historically would resonate with your audience, right? Just because you don't have a really strong uh, digital audience doesn't mean that a podcast isn't going to be really well received uh, within your industry. Or maybe Twitter isn't as big of a social media platform as LinkedIn is, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be on Twitter too. So it's really important to take a, a broad look at kind of your performance throughout the campaign and measure those metrics and engagement rates because the numbers might surprise you. These might be a new way of reaching your audience. So Steph, let's talk a little bit about the kinds of content marketing there are out there. I'm sure a lot of people in our audience kind of have an idea of what that constitutes, but uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, what what's a good content marketing piece or what kind of, like, is it a podcast? It is, a, is it a webinar? Is it a white paper? Or is it a combination thereof? Sure. So, you know, content marketing can take various forms. You can have articles, whether they be one-off articles or a series of articles, um, blogs and videos, infographics, case studies, white papers, social media, webinars, there's so much. Um, Pretty much anywhere or any format of content can become a piece of content marketing. Ultimately, again, that goal is to build your brand awareness and your recall and encourage your audience to take action. So when I think of, again, those really effective pieces, it's it's the conversations or the structure of the content is such that it's a discussion about what we're doing. And, you know, to be honest, we're kind of doing it right now in this podcast. And I've heard uh, other episodes of this is annex where the same thing is happening. You know, we're talking about content marketing on a, on a marketing podcast. This is content marketing right here in this live example. We're talking about the types of content or pieces of content. What are the vehicles to get this content to the target audience? That's a great question too, Kyle, because again, it kind of goes back to meeting your audience where they are, but also not being afraid to reach them everywhere they might be as well. So when you partner with a B2B media brand, we have a lot of really unique vehicles to do that, whether that be a print magazine, a website, their social media platforms, um, an e-newsletter or a dedicated e-blast. It's all that earned media that comes in um, where again, we have the expertise of knowing exactly how our audiences are consuming our content and we can provide it to them wherever they might be. So to follow up with that, Steph, the cool thing about content marketing in the sales funnel is that you can change the message 
the further down they go down that funnel. So if message A is talking about the product, they've clicked on uh, something to get them more information, you can now send them a different message to talk a little bit more in depth about the next step to actually purchase this product. So yes, exactly, Kyle. And you know, keeping again, your customer's buying journey in mind too does impact even the format that you're using. So not just the message can change, but the format as well. Uh, you know, if your buyers are at the awareness stage, a really informative kind of thought leadership style article would be a good option for them. But then if you're targeting clients who are maybe a little bit further down in the decision-making stage, a webinar de- demonstrating your product or a video, um, a Q&A session like that, that really might be a good option because you're 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 meeting them at, again, a different point in their their buying journey where you've passed the awareness and the information and now they're at decision-making kind of crunch time. Yeah, it's funny you think about even as a media company, how we conceptualize our funnel. Initially, we'd like you to subscribe to our newsletter, sort of like a free, you know, high quality offering. And then eventually maybe you're going to subscribe to one of our webinars. And, you know, it's sort of, it gets, the connection gets deeper and deeper as in our case, the, the subscriber, the user, sort of goes down our our sales funnel. It's the same thing for B2B marketers. It's like that initial touch point is frictionless and easy. And then as we analyze and become more aware of what the needs are of that customer, then we can target our approach accordingly. It, it makes me think about all of the uh, software companies out there that are actually going out and like buying media brands like the HubSpot, Purchase the Hustle. And we're seeing all kinds of those types of acquisitions happening because those companies see how valuable content can be. And when you can really analyze that engagement data, it can help inform better decisions, not only around marketing, but around sales. So it gets really, really powerful. Yep. And you know, once you know exactly who you're targeting and why, and where the best spot to meet them is and what messaging you're going to use, and you can determine the right medium. So like I I mentioned this, but content marketing really is a long game. And so we developed a content marketing matrix tool, which was originally um, created by a company called Smart Insights. And it was adapted several times over the years by other media companies. And we've actually done the same thing for Amplify um, to really help our marketing partners inform their journey. And it maps out different tactics that um, help you determine, you know, exactly which type of distribution vehicle or medium that you should be using for your content marketing. So if you're looking to entertain your audience, we would recommend using a variety of methods that, you know, would be kind of outside the box tactics that um, would play to your audience's emotional side and keep them really engaged. And that could be things like branded videos or contests or quizzes. If you're looking to educate your audience on something, we can help you create things like infographics, listicles, resource guides, trend reports, um, and white papers and things like that to really, you know, build that credibility for your company within the marketplace, because it's something that you've, you've created and you've got your name attached to it. For those lasting impression style projects, we would say, you know, things like recognition programs or testimonials, even case studies, again, really help your audience to remember your name um, and inspire them to just kind of think of you as their go-to when they need something. And then at that last stage, that kind of persuasion stage of the buying funnel, 
you know, things like webinars and e-blasts and product posters can really showcase what you have to offer and in terms of your products and expertise. So there are a lot of cool tools out there that really can help inform your strategy. So many good tactics there that sort of used in conjunction with other inbound marketing efforts, you know, using your SEO keywords and all the data that you sort of gather from those, from those types of tactics and formulating that into more account-based marketing, like you were talking about earlier with personalization, it becomes really targeted. And I think, you know, when we said earlier in the podcast that sponsored content and content marketing isn't necessarily new, but wow, has it gotten strategic, I guess. That's a good one. Yeah. It's become so much more um, tactical and strategic, you know, when, when it's done right and, and with the right partners. Yeah. Great point, Stacey. That is exactly what we're trying to accomplish with Amplify is really creating a personalized experience for the reader that our marketing partners can take back and use across their entire marketing journey. I read a stat from Pressboard Media that says branded content distributed through premium publishers sees a 50% higher brand lift. And that because is all because of pattern recognition, right? Every, every human is really good at recognizing patterns and picking up on repeated behaviors. And so when a brand is associated with a trusted source, like a publisher, a brain, our brain really takes that as a signal that we share the same values and reputation or the same values and missions and goals. All right, Steph, I've got a good question for you. We've got a lot of listeners right now that could be asking themselves, what is my first step to get on the content marketing train? Uh, What would you say to them? Well, I mean, of course, I would have to recommend uh, reaching out to me and I would love to chat (laughs) about uh, what we can offer at Amplify. But beyond that, I think really taking a good hard look at the industry's pain points and how your product or solution can help alleviate some of that. Look at what is keeping your customers up at night. Look at, you know, the the conversations that are happening around you and figure out how you want to be a part of that. And that's where we come in. So after you've identified that, then give me a call and I'd love to chat with you about it. Love it. Cause I think it's really hard for people to develop marketing materials that aren't promotional. It's mm-hmm. sort of innately in us as marketers to be promotional. So sometimes it, I think it really does take that third party, that other set of eyes to take that marketing speak out of it. And, and really focus on value. I think it, it helps to go outside the organization. Sometimes we're just too close to it. Yeah, exactly. And I will drive this home too. Being authentic is a key part of it, right? We don't want to come across like you're doing this just to be trendy, right? We want to be authentic and really, really get to the root of what's happening in your industry. And that's where partnering with a B2B media brand can come in really handy because they can help you determine those needs. Well, Steph, it seems like we've all found out today that content marketing plays a critical role in B2B uh, sales strategy for any uh, business out there, as it helps brand awareness, establish thought leadership, and engage potential customers. By creating value and informative content that addresses the pain points and challenges of their target audience, B2B companies can attract and engage potential customers 
all while positioning themselves as experts in the field, ultimately building trust with their audience. The whole thing comes down to an authentic conversation between the advertiser and the target audience. And, uh, content marketing is the way to get there. And I just really want to say thank you to Stephanie for joining us today. Um, you made this uh, episode so much more uh, impactful. I hope our listeners are taking notes and coming away with a lot of ideas for their own content marketing strategies. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast, Kyle and Stacey. And for listeners who aren't familiar with the verticals that we cover here at Annex, um, everything from manufacturing, agriculture, heavy equipment, aviation, probably missing a few, food production, construction, uh, emergency services. If this applies to any of our listeners, Steph and your team, I know you guys are busy over there building out content uh, marketing strategies for clients in all of these verticals. So for listeners that may be in that space, um, how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to get started? Uh, you know, you can visit us online. Line. Our website is amplifybyannex.com. All of my information is on there along with some resources to kind of guide you along in your content marketing journey. So I would love to chat with you more about your needs. Thank you, Steph. And as always, I'm Kyle Che. And I'm Stacey Bradshaw. And thank you for listening to This Is Annex. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to This Is Annex, the podcast about marketing for B2B marketers brought to you by B2B marketers. As always, please send your questions or comments to podcast at thisisannex.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. This is Annex.